This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, August 13th, 2017. Keeping it real, the amazing race. Pray. Mighty God, thank you so much for gathering us here today. We ask for you to open our hearts that we might be changed and transformed by your love and that we might glean something from the scripture today that would cause us to be a little bit different than when we came in this morning. We give you this time in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, amen, amen. All right, who has seen the amazing race? Yeah, a few of you. So there's um, the primetime Emmy that, uh, for the outstanding reality TV show, and the amazing race has won 10 times out of 14. I mean, it is really a great show. And so it started in 2001. If you haven't seen it, it consists, it consists of teams of 11 uh, teams of two. And they have to go all around the world. Typically, there are 12 legs to the race. And they go to foreign places. They interact with local people. They have to figure it out. There's emotional things. There's physical things that they have to, uh, the challenges that they have to have. And they have to figure out whether it's a plane, a train, an automobile, a rickshaw, whatever it is, to win the race. Uh, teams are eliminated one by one, but the team that wins gets one million dollars. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So they're running with a purpose, and their purpose is to come in first and win a million bucks. Probably the last race I really ran was in field day back a long time ago, you know that uh, 100-yard dash, and I don't remember getting the blue ribbon on that, but I did, I did uh, run it. A few of you have run races, 5Ks, 10Ks. Hey, how about joining me on the 5K? I'll be running a little bit and walking a little bit. My goal will be to complete it. Um, we hope that you will do it. Some of you have done half marathons. Some of you have done full marathons, that is like really impressive, and you run with a purpose. Your purpose may be to beat your former time. Your purpose might be to win in your age category or whatever, or it just might be to finish, but most of the time we run with a purpose. In the Bible, there are several places, quite a few places, where we read about running the race. And just like any other race, we run with purpose. The difference is the purpose has nothing to do with money. And it's really not about coming in first either. The Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the second half of the Bible in the New Testament, he uses this race analogy to try to make a point to share his purpose. And so uh, we're going to read, I'll be reading several writings of Paul found in Scripture. And the first one is in Acts chapter 20, beginning at verse 22. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, 
I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. So I'd like to give you a little bit of a backstory on Paul. First of all, his name in the beginning of his life was not Paul. His name was Saul, and he's often referred to as Saul of Tarsus. Tarsus was the place that he lived, and Saul's purpose was to execute Christians. Acts chapter 8, verse 3. Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off men and women and put them in prison. But then something happened. Something happened to Saul as he traveled on his way to Damascus to hunt out more Christians to kill. God used an incredible light. It was a very bright light, it, unexpectedly, that caused Saul to just fall to the ground. And as Saul was lying on the ground, he heard a voice say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Get up and go to Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. And Saul was blind for three days. And when he got his sight back, oh boy, did he see things differently. Way different. Instead, instead of trying to kill Christians and like exterminate all Christians, he was proclaiming Christ and trying to help others claim Christ as their Lord and Savior. And when he became a new person, the old is gone, the new has come, his name was changed from Saul to Paul. And then he was at the receiving end of much of some of what he did. He was beaten, he was thrown in prison, he was, you know, mistreated because people didn't like him, they hated him. And so, Paul, that's why for me, his testimony is so powerful because of really his backstory. He was lost, so to speak, and he allowed himself to be found, changed and transformed by the Holy Spirit. Just think about who he was and what he did, and God changed his life. I think that's good news for us. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, when we Claim Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. It's what we talked about last week, fixer-upper. And so Paul lived his life differently and with a new purpose, and his aim was to complete the task the Lord God put before him, had given him. So we're talking about a race, finishing the race. The truth is, all of us will finish the race. Sometimes it's before we're ready. Sometimes the race at the end seems very um, not good, uncomfortable, it's hard. 
But sooner or later, the truth is, we do all finish the race. But Paul's aim is to not only finish the race, but to cross the finish line, having completed the job that God assigned to him. That's a whole different thing, isn't it? Not just finishing, but finishing with a purpose to complete the task God had assigned to him, which is to proclaim, to share the good news. That's the saving grace, who Jesus is. Through Jesus Christ, the grace that's available to each one of us. And so the amazing race, you know, they win a million bucks. It's a lot. But for Paul and the rest of us who are Christ followers, it's to give it all we've got to run with gusto, connecting with Jesus and the new life he offers and helping others do the same. Not everybody gets a great start on the amazing race. Sometimes uh, there are overwhelming challenges and there's setbacks and difficulties that cause people to be eliminated early on. That's true for us, too, when we run this race called life. There's setbacks. There's challenges. Sometimes we have trouble keeping the pace when we're in the middle of the race, life is really difficult. Life is difficult. Can you say that? Life is difficult. It is. And even on the tough days, even when the challenges seem insurmountable, even when it's hard to get up again and keep getting back in the arena called life, our prize, Paul tells us, is to fix our eyes on Jesus, to close our eyes to the external and stay focused and rely on not our own strength, but his strength, because my, my strength runs out, and I know yours does too. But Christ's strength is unlimited, and we can run with purpose. Do you know what your purpose is? Sometimes it's hard to figure out. And in talking with people over the years, that's kind of a, a big question. What is my purpose? What on earth am I here for? You might be wondering right now, what is my purpose? And if you are wondering that, we can help. There's a course called Alpha, and it starts on September 13th, and it answers some questions of life, like, who is Jesus? Why did Jesus have to die? How and why do I pray? How and why do I read the Bible? Does God heal today? And the very first talk is, is there more to life than this? And that's, for me, a basic question about what's my purpose? Is there more to life than this? It's given by Micah and Fran Edwards, by the way. We hope that you'll try Alpha because it might answer some of the questions that you have. And in answering those questions you might realize what God's purpose is for you. You can sign up online or sign up in the lobby. The truth is, though, I think that trying to figure out our purpose, we make it so much more complicated than it really is. 
you know, what is my purpose? My purpose is not to be a pastor. My purpose is not to be a nurse. My purpose is not to be a wife or a mother or a grandmother. Now, that's part of how I live that. Hang with me for a minute. My purpose is to love God and love one another. If you don't know what your purpose is, guess what? That's your purpose too. We all have the same purpose. Love God, love one another. Now, the way we live that out is all different because we're given different gifts and graces and different ways that we can impact and help be change agents in the world. But we all do have a common purpose. So if you don't know, claim that purpose. Love God, love one another. And that purpose really fits perfectly with the purpose that we hold as a community of faith called Connection Community Church to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Love God. Love one another. So I'm going to assume that you've claimed the purpose. How do you achieve it? How, what's the name? Okay, I claim my purpose. Now what? We'll give you five Ps. Five Ps. Here they are. The first P is practice. Practice, practice, practice. And a word that we use here in the church is discipline. And that's like a bad word, but it's a good word. It really is discipline. Great racers have great discipline. Alan is currently training for a bike ride uh, that's a lot of miles. And I'm really impressed right now because he's getting up early in the morning, like at 5.30, and hopping on his bike and riding. I think he went like 29 miles yesterday. But it takes discipline. He couldn't do 29 miles two months ago. So you start with 5, then 10, then 15, then 20, and it just goes. I love to play the piano, and so I decided I would get back into the lessons. And, you know, of course, when you take lessons, that requires practice and my teacher, Pat, said, okay, you're going to develop muscle memory. The more you play it, you know, your hands will just go there. And she was right. It happened until I quit practicing. And then I'm, like, taking steps back instead of steps forward. Practice, 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 practice. And finishing the race just doesn't happen. It happens when we practice reading our Bible. That's discipline. Prayer, meditation, devotion. Do your devotions. That takes discipline. I am embarrassed to share that there are some days when I wake up and my brain starts moving and I start the checklist in my own head and then I happen to look at my phone and I see, you know, 20 emails that have come in since, you know, eight hours before. And I'm starting to go and then I'm like rushing down and I get my cup of coffee. And instead of sitting down in the sunroom that is my space, I hit the ground running in a whole different way. And I lose, I lose steam when I don't start with Jesus and even 15 minutes, even 15 minutes. We've all got it. We've all got it. 
So discipline, discipline. It helps you focus on your purpose. The next P is perseverance, which is really connected with uh, practice, perseverance, practice. The word steadfastness, that's a great word. It's uh, continuing to do something despite the difficulty to, you know, get to the goal. Steadfastness. God is steadfast. God is, uh, We um, went to the leader, Global Leadership Summit on Thursday and Friday, and there was one of the speakers talked about grit. That's another cool word, grit. Sustained passion and perseverance, especially for long-term goals. And so grit is like, you got to have grit to run the race. Wow, settlement last week. I got to tell you, for those of you who haven't been here for very long, that was 10 years to get there. 10 years. And there were times when we, <laughs> we had to wonder. But with perseverance and keeping our eyes fixed on the mission that God has truly given us, it happened. And it was, like, incredible. And I could see, I could see it. It's, like, almost there. And we will be moving dirt. And it's great, but that wouldn't have happened without perseverance. Paul wrote to the Hebrews, and there's a great passage about perseverance, Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with what? Perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Yes, we do grow tired, and there is some weariness in that, but it is, there's also this, this, we can keep going, we can keep going when Christ is in our life because there's always a hope and there's always a new day and there's light instead of darkness and I could go off on that. But with Christ, we can, we can stand firm, fixing our eyes on the prize. Now the people of the amazing race, to win that race, they did so with perseverance, and even though obstacles got in the way, they stayed focused on the million bucks and our prize, fixing our eyes on Jesus, considering what he did, even enduring the cross. He knew it, and he did it anyway for you, to save you, to save me from ourselves, from our sin. And he sits now at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, and we just need to stay focused on him, and we won't grow as weary. We won't grow weary. We won't lose heart. We will finish the race. We can complete. You can complete the task Jesus has given you. P number three, patience. Oh, really? Patience? <sighs> you know, though, 
we do need patience. In fact, when we claim Christ and the Holy Spirit comes in us, patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit. When we are a Christ follower, people should see that in us. Peace, patience, kindness, patience. We tend to be in a culture that of a sprint mentality, not a marathon. We're in a marathon. You see, when we run sprints, you're like, that's how it feels. And you lose steam. I lose steam. I've done it, and it doesn't work. I will probably do it again, and it won't work. Ups and downs and hills and valleys and unexpected challenges, just keep on keeping on. It's a, it's a marathon, and we need patience, patience, patience. If we try to run it like a sprint, We'll get burned out. We will have nothing left for the long haul. I got another decade or so to go with this, you know, together with you guys. And I've been doing this for 25 years now. But I'm telling you, I'm going to pace myself because we're in it. I'm in it for the long haul. We're in this together. Second Timothy, Paul wrote... Um, Another great scripture. Alan always laughs. He says, you think they're all great. Well, I do. All right. Here we are. For I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Fought the good fight finished the race, kept the faith. I pray that when my life is over, that my kids, my grandkids, people that know me can say, yeah, she fought the good fight, she finished the race, she kept the faith. Wouldn't that be a great legacy for all of us? For all of us. It is really tough. It's tough, but we can do it. So the fourth P, P number four, prayer. You're probably wondering when I was going to get to that. Prayer. Now, I don't know how many prayers are said while people are running the amazing race. If they're not prayers, they probably end up being a, a prayerful person. I don't know how you run this race of life without prayer. I, I don't. We can't. We just can't. All the other P's, patience and practice and perseverance, rely and depend on prayer. Without the prayer focus, we are so easily distracted by the one who would like nothing better than to knock us off of the, off the race, off the road, and just do us in. Paul wrote to the Galatian church, and actually, this word is, is almost a word of chastisement. Check this out. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? What kind of persuasion does not come, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you? A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. All right, so the one who caused you, the one who formed you and planned you doesn't distract you 
from the purpose and plan God has set out for you. That is not God. It is the evil one who wants to disrupt your focus, who wants to persuade you that fixing your eyes on Jesus is a bad idea, who wants to cause and scramble your brain and tell you lies. You're no good. You're worthless. You know, that's not what God wants, blah, blah, blah. It is all lies. I am currently studying and reading this book called The Battle Plan for Prayer. I recommend it. This book helps take you through, take me through some pretty practical steps, and it's teaching me some things, the writers are, and it's also reminding me of a lot. It has reminded me that prayer is my major assault weapon. I hate weapons, but when I think about prayer as a weapon, I really embrace that. We have prayer as a weapon, and it's not hard. It's just God. It's just talking to God. It's communicating with God and listening. And prayer can reach out and address any issue that you're dealing with and that I'm dealing with Anything you're facing, we can talk to God. We might not get the answers that we think we're getting, but we do get answers. Sometimes it's yes, no, stop, maybe. Even nothing is an answer. Because it just might be wait and hang on. Keep on, keep on. Prayer is like oxygen for our spiritual lives. It aligns us with Christ. I want prayer, talking to God, to be as natural to me as breathing. Just, you know, I can't help it. I breathe. I can't help it. I pray. I pray that that would be the same for you. I am going to put this down here in case you would like to consider looking at that book and purchasing it for yourself. So the last and final P is passion. Have you ever done anything without passion? Ugh, it doesn't feel good. You run out of steam. It takes passion to run this race, to not only stay focused to finish the race, but to fully realize the purpose of running the race. Paul wrote this to the Corinthian church about running this race. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Little backstory on this. Back in the first century, there was um, the Romans celebrated the Olympics, even back then. And they also had something called the Isthmian Games. So competitors would spend months and months training and getting ready. So that Paul was taking something that they knew about, something they understood, to share biblical principles, just like we do with 
videos and all kinds of things. And he's saying that run in such a way to get the prize. And the truth is, in this race that we're all running, not just one gets the prize. We all get the prize. You are all winners. You've already won. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you say, okay, I trust my life in your hands. Order my steps. You're a winner because nothing can knock you off anymore. Christ will guide you. Don't run aimlessly. Circles. Run with passion and purpose. That word passion, it's like this intense driving conviction. So our overriding passion, love God, love one another. Connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers and helping others do the same. What is your passion? Where do you, where do you stand with this? It's quite a prize that they offer on the amazing race, a million bucks. It's a prize that anybody would be willing to practice in order to get it, persevere, be impatient, takes all that. But you know what? That million dollars is nothing. It is nothing compared to the prize that is waiting for us. The prize that is waiting for us at the end of this race that we are running. It's the prize that has already been awarded to you. When Jesus Christ died willingly on the cross 2,000 years ago, and when we say, yes, thank you, Lord, the prize has been won. You are a winner. But we have to take one more step and say, okay, I'm not really sure what this is all about, but I'm going to take one more step toward you. I'm going to stop saying no. I don't know what it means to have a relationship with you, but I'm going to try. And I'm going to stop saying no and start saying yes. If anybody here is wondering what I'm talking about or struggling with any part of this message, don't leave here without some prayer. Don't leave. Mike is back there ready to, are you ready to pray, Mike? Always ready. Always ready. Because the, the gift of God's unfathomable, unconditional love is there for you to receive. And wow, forgiveness happens and you just feel this covering of grace Love, grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Yeah, it's for you. It's a gift. So the funny thing about the prize that I'm talking about, about this race, in this race, you will not win by coming in first, but oftentimes by being last, because we know that Jesus said, the last shall be first. And you will not win by getting and taking, but by receiving. It is better to give than receive, Jesus says. And you will not win by trying to beat other people out, but instead by helping them along, 
helping them run this race of life as well, connected to Jesus and the new life he offers. Connection Church, let's, let's embrace that. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we, um, we acknowledge it is hard. Life is tough. We get slammed from one side to the other, and sometimes it's just hard to get back up. But by your grace and by your strength, Holy Spirit strength, we can. And no matter what we're faced with, we're not alone. Because, God, you never leave us. You never walk away from us. You never turn your back on us. So help us just keep our eyes fixed on the prize and run this race called life. Hearing at the end, you fought the good fight. You've kept the faith. Thank you, God. For your word found in scripture and i pray all this in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen thank you for joining us for our podcast for more information about connection community church in middletown delaware please visit our website at just show up church you can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692 connection community church connecting